Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg Boys Basketball, brought to you by MikeDragoSports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Burks, the new Birdies Inn at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Ryan Linerweaver and Chris Ziner. I am Ryan Linerweaver. Next to me is Chris Ziner, and we also have Jerry Gelliff in the booth with us here this evening, at least for a short bit. Welcome in to the broadcast. Except I'm pretty sure Jerry's muted, so. Jerry's not plugged in. Jerry's he not just even, wanted to be in heads. Jerry's not even plugged in. He literally just wants to have a headset on. Yeah, I just need to listen to you guys. Yeah, he just wanted to listen to us. Yeah. So. Oh, he is somewhere plugged in. Oh, he's plugged in there. All right. So he is just listening to us. <laughs> Well, we are here this evening as the 3-1 and one Muhlenberg Mules take on the 1-2 and two Black Knights from Hempfield. And they will do so, so here after uh, Muhlenberg, an impressive victory this past weekend as they played Williamsport at the Geigel Complex. Alex Collado, rising star here, 20 oh, points, yeah. was the game high, made three three-pointers. So they ended up beating the Williamsport Millionaires in the Hoop Group Showcase. Uh, they were up by 15 after the first quarter. They tacked on an additional 14-point uh, margin in the third quarter and ended up just running away with it, 85-62. So that's how they get to come in here on a uh, after a particularly uh, impressive win against Williamsport this past weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the team, like we've seen before, the team's able to put that pressure on both sides of the ball. They're able to pass that ball out, get, get the open guy up uh, there, and if they, if they start hitting their shots, they're a very dangerous team. And we saw that against Williamsport when they were able to find that open guy and that open guy was able to make his shots. They hit five three-pointers in that one. Colado had three of them. The other two coming from Jaden Cantner, who finished second on the squad with 15 points. Meanwhile, they had four players in double figures this past weekend as well. They had Shermar Killens with 13 points, and you saw him uh, the game that we called last week here. Uh, that you saw Killen really kind of grow in that second half. And good to see that momentum continuing forward. And then Kyle Archie, uh, double-double machine with 11 points. And I would have to imagine close to 10 rebounds as well. Oh, yeah. He's he's a beast on both ends. I mean, he's able to close out on defense. We've seen it with the pressure. Uh, he's just, as much as he can be, he stays in the post. Uh, he kind of comes out to the – you'll see him try and make a three here and there, but you usually see him down and getting dirty inside that post, trying to see if he can get it over someone or he's going to try to be that first one on the fast break. Well, we saw Collado net his uh, career high with 26 points against the Palmyra Cougars on the fifth. He had 10 field goals in that one. Really, the only downside has been that Central Dolphin game on the back half of a back-to-back where he scored six points. But other than that – He's a 20-point scorer in three out of the four games here uh, in the early goings. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see that the team's able to rely on those people that they know can get to the basket. Um, it's kind of tough when you can get them to the basket and they can't make their uh, free throws. I mean, they've been having trouble getting uh, those to fall in for them. It's, it's a how-you-feel mentality and just... Like uh, Kantner, he was 3-for-3 three three from the uh, free throw line. And then there was Drew LeClaire, he was 1-for-4. If they can finally start making those free throws, because now you see that they're getting the fouls, 
they're getting to the line. They just need to start making those free throws. If you read the article on MikeDragoSports.com, you would see that Alex Collado is the Mike Drago Sports uh, Langdon team of Mer- sorry, the Weber Langdon team of Merrill Lynch Player of the Week. And like we said, 20 points per game in three out of the four. Uh, I mean, look, shooting ability and most of all, consistency. I mean, he was on a senior-laden team last year that you graduate a lot of talent, graduate your top five scorers off of that team, and you figure, all right, where do you turn? And so far, Collado is that person. And they'll look for him to uh, to be successful as well as, like I said, uh, literally everyone else that I mentioned that was successful in their previous game this weekend uh, certainly has stepped up in a big way here for the Mules. Oh, yeah, especially if he's he's gotten to the line 10 times. He's made seven of them. He's shooting 70% from the free throw line. He averages 18 points a game. I mean, if that's not saying that he's trying to produce as much as possible and stay in that consistent window, I don't know what else tells you that he's doing it. Hempfield comes in, like I said, one and two, and that is not the norm for the Black, Mike, Black Knights. They were 10-0 in league play last year. They were 25-4. and four. However... Much like Muhlenberg, they graduated five of their top six players from last year as well, including one of the entire league's best in uh, Miguel Pena, uh, who is out of there. But Hempfield is impressive across the uh, across their entire history, really. I mean, I've mm-hmm. covered Hempfield games when uh, they were playing uh, Lebanon High, back when they still had Rodriguez and and everyone else there. I mean, they were right in the thick of things for county titles, or Lancaster-Lebanon League titles, I should say. Uh, the only person who they do bring back is Ben Troyer from last year, uh, and Troyer is somebody who they are going to rely on heavily uh, as they move forward here, and I mean, he is their leading scorer. 28.67 points per game. He's averaging wow. nearly 30 points per, seven three-pointers, thir- and of course, Doing a lot of dirty work at the line. You figure they play three games. He has at least 10 made field goals on average in every game. So 10 of those 28 points coming right here from the charity stripe. So a lot of things that Muhlenberg needs to do well, and the first thing that they have to do is figure out a way to stop Ben Troyer. Oh, yeah, that's going to be their most difficult uh, way to come by because, like you said, he gets to the free throw line. He's not afraid to play with the contact. He's able to make his shots, and it's going to be tough when you can play a well-rounded player like that, and you got to figure out how can we stop this player, but also being able to not leave people open is going to be a big, big problem. They're going to have to figure it out and do so in the early goings. We'll take a timeout here, uh, pay some love to our sponsors, and when we come back, uh, we'll dig a little bit deeper into this, and we'll have the National Anthem starting lineups, all that good stuff when we return on the Mule Sports Network. entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, Open Mic Tuesday, Trivia or Live Music on Wednesday, Thursday is Karaoke with Angie, and Live Music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. 
The New Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Now back to the game on the Mule Sports Network. I don't know which sponsor we paid love to because I took off my headset, but thank you. The Birdies Inn. <laughs> it would be the new Birdies Inn. Not the old Birdies. The new Birdies. New Birdies Inn. There's Mr. Archie coming in with a whole row of kids behind him here. None of which his. His is down there warming up in Kyle. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hempfield, bit of a down year here to start. They, uh, like I said, one and two. They lost to Lampeter Strasburg in a game where uh, that was actually a come-from-behind victory. Uh, Chase Smucker ended up going off for 33 points against them. So they will allow some points uh, in these contests. But, you know, they played Mechanicsburg. They lost to Mechanicsburg by seven. Uh, and then, like I said, the, uh, the team that they did beat was West York. They beat them by 17 in a 59-42 matchup, and that one, Ben Troyer, 33 points, 12 of 14 from the line. Six field goals, three behind the arc. I mean, there's not much that kid cannot do, and at six foot four, really, the Mules are going to have to get creative to stop him because they do not have the height or the length uh, to contend with that down in the low post. So we'll see exactly what Troyer uh, decides to throw at him here this evening. It's going to be interesting because we saw that at the last outings with the boys that they were running that 2-3 zone. They were switching it up on who would go inside the paint, who would stay outside, and it's that was the main thing to see from it. Um, it's going to be nice to see the intensity that they bring to stop all of those playmakers that Hemfield's bringing over. Taking a peek at the starting lineup for the aforementioned Black Knights, they will have... Well, let's just wait for him to be announced. How about that? Let me tell you, Max Preps, this is a hodgepodge of a roster from Max Preps. <laughs> As they have about uh, three or four players with the same number on here. Well, we will uh, take a quick break here for the National Anthem, which is just about to get underway. Well, hopefully you heard that as uh, assistant coach Rick Perez goading the student section on to uh, complete singing the national anthem as it was not coming through the loudspeakers. Apparently I missed the uh, memo that it was uh, jersey night here. I must have missed it too. Some, so. uh, some interesting jersey choices down there I might add, by the way. You got a uh, Michael Crabtree jersey from when he was with the Raiders. That's, that's pretty impressive. A Ben Simmons jersey, which somebody couldn't pay me to wear. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch, Eli Manning. Not too bad. It's a Brian Dawkins jersey down there. How about that? There is a B Dog jersey down there. I would wear that one, by the way. Oh, I know you would. Looks like a Bo Jackson jersey down there as well. That's that's also impressive. <laughs> I'll accept that. If you're gonna wear a Raiders jersey. Why Michael Crabtree? Yeah. I mean, honestly, why? Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, if it's your favorite player, I get it. But other than that, Michael I don't Crabtree's know. Crabtree's been out of the league for like a decade. Uh, yeah, uh, but still. Well, why? Why, why are you bothering? The team's getting their uh, starting lineups announced here. As it will be, Collado, Killen, Mikey Miller, the uh, usual suspects out here, as well as uh, Kantner, and as well as Kyle Archie, your starting lineup here. Jerry does have the starting lineup for Hempfield somewhere on his phone. Oh, now it's on my phone, so now it's my problem to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. He did get the score sheet, or at least one of them. Hey, he got both. Look at that. And then taking a peek at the uh, Hempfield starting lineup, they will have Deeg, Gable, Troyer, Axe, and Troyer. That's not a typo. There are two Troyers on the mm. roster. Are they spelled uh, the, the same? Afor yeah. Okay. It's the aforementioned Ben and then his brother Spencer gotcha. as well. Okay. Kyle Archie getting ready to take the tip here. He will go up against Ben Troyer. Troyer ends up winning it right off the bat. They try to get it ahead. Trickily to the younger Troyer. And it goes off his hands. Muhlenberg gets it back. And Mikey Miller in the lane gets two. Wow, what that a was play. Quick. Miller, the first bucket of the game. Comes barely 10 seconds into it. Deeg. Looking low post, and that one smacked away by Alex Galato out of bounds. Looks like they're coming out with some intensity tonight. They're moving that, and their players are just coming out. That wasn't Wiley. a sentence. Finally tried to work it in there. D gets the inbound. Ball tipped away in the lane. Back come the Mules. Looking down low, unable to handle it, and having to pull it back out is Kantner. Now Kantner being hounded. Troyer forces, forces the turnover. Ends up with the uh, little sky hook there. Gets his first points. Like I said, he averages just over 28 per game. Man, look at Killen going in. And Counted and one. Wow. Blocking foul, draws it on Gable. That'll be his first of the contest. And man, oh man, we talk about uh, Shermar Killens coming in and really growing in that second half against Paul Myra and doing it here this evening with his first bucket. A very confident drive to the basket. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I was impressed with, Kyle Archie was able to, they brought it to him in the corner on the left side, and he was able to get downstairs. But he couldn't get into the paint, so he had to pass out to Killens, and Killens was just there. Killens with the bucket. And the extra point is good. Make it five to two mules here with under seven to play in the first. That one tipped away by Archie up at the top. Archie and slams it home. Wow. That gets the student section up. That's what I'm talking about there, Kyle Archie. Mikey Miller now hounding Troyer. And I should maybe be a little bit more specific as to which. Generally, if you're hearing me say the name Troyer, it's going to be the older one. It will be Ben. Ben with his first shot from outside the key there goes in and out. 
Back the other way. Killens this time swatted by Ben Troyer. I will add his name in just to make sure that I get it right. His brother <laughs> is Spencer. And Muhlenberg turning it over underneath. It'll belong to Hempfield. And Hempfield. Well, the inbound pass goes off the backside of the backboard out of bounds. It'll go back to the Mules. And that pressure, as I talked about the first couple games with the boys, that pressure, you're going to feel it sooner or later. On the uh, student section did have it correct this time. You can't do that was correct. Mikey Miller has it stripped away by Deeg. Deeg leading the break up ahead to Troyer. Troyer, big old Euro step into the lane. And Killens called for the personal. In the way of Ben Troyer, he will go to the line shooting two. Again, Troyer 12 of 14 in his last contest, 31 of 40 to start the young season. Yeah, 40 free throw attempts, averaging over 13 per game. And here's trip number one. Hopefully trip number one of not many. That would be the idea, the first one's good. Looking to eye up the second half is Troyer. Six foot four. Hits both. Archie will start the half court offense himself. A little far from home outside of the post. A little wing play here to get started. Eyeing up a three is Collado. That one hits off the rim and then trickles its way up and over the top of the backboard. Goes out of bounds. Dead ball rebound. Goes to Hempfield. Good shot. He had a little bit of space. Just couldn't capitalize on it. A little bit. Miller. Hounding Troyer. And, you know, why not stick your best athlete on Troyer? Nice little drop-off pass on the doorstep. Getting the friendly roll is Spencer Troyer. His first bucket. Make it 7-6. to six. Follow-up attempt no good. Black Knights with possession. Wearing their road black jerseys. Appropriate to their name. An air ball thrown up by Axe. Student section not going to let them forget about it. Kyle Archie driving in. The foul's going to be on the floor as he tried to work it right baseline. And it will be Ben Troyer with the personal foul. I see the Mules are really trying to work that baseline against Hemfield. And it, some of it's open. It's just that Hemfield has that guy closing out really fast in those corners. Camden Wayforth entering the ballgame. And a foul by Killens. Stops Troyer from an easy two, but will instead send him to the line for a pair. It's going to be the game early. How many times can he get to the line versus how many times can we avoid getting him to the line? Well, this is what we ran into with Killens against Palmyra. He picked up a couple early fouls. He was being super aggressive on the defensive end of things. They were really coming out and guarding near half court. 
as Drew LeClaire will check in for the Mules. I mean, that's usually the tough part, though. If you want to keep that intensity up and keeping that pressure on each ball handler, you're going to have to give some up there, and that's, that's the tough part of finding that perfect balance of not giving those up while still putting on that pressure. Troyer hits the back half of the pair. Ties the game up at seven. A nice little five-nothing spurt here by the Black Knights. All on the back of the brothers Troyer. 435 remaining here in the first. Good ball movement here by the Mules. Kind of trapped into the left corner there. Picking it up and running with it is Kantner. Kantner in the lane. Throws up a wow. circus shot and got it to go. What a layup. Four different Mules now entering the stat sheet. The only one who still has yet to touch it is Alex Collado, weirdly enough. Ball loose on the floor. LeClaire and it looks like Kantner diving for it. Or it was Mikey Miller diving for it. Miller comes away with it, but a jump ball will belong to the Mules. The hustle's there, especially early. The hustle's there. They're getting to it. They want that ball on the offensive end, and you can it shows from how much they're trying to get to it. LeClaire looking for a little bit of help. He's stuck on the same side as Kantner. Now Archie matched up against who else but Ben Troyer. Going down low post, playing bully ball offense right there. And look at that. Kyle Archie, his second bucket. And we'll have a 30-second timeout taken here. And I believe it's by Muhlenberg. And it is. 11 to 7 here with 3.48 left to play here in the first. It was a 5 nothing run. That was stymied. A quick couple of buckets here for the Mules. Reestablishing that four point advantage. Yeah, they're keeping that pressure up, especially on that defensive end. We saw that they were getting them to make shots that they wanted them to make and they weren't comfortable in. And that could be really the game decider here if they're making them shoot those uncomfortable shots. Muhlenberg making a change. Jeffrey Collado will check in. Hemfield will drag it across midcourt. Ben Troyer. Acting as almost a point forward. Very active offense here for Hempfield. A lot of movement. A lot of baseline runs trying to open up some wide open looks like this one from beyond the arc. That one too strong. They'll end up picking it out into the corner. That one off the mark as well. Another offensive board by Wayworth. Wayworth down in the post. Hands it off to Spencer Troyer. Ends up backing in to Collado. Knocks him over in an offensive foul for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, that ball movement was insane, but the Mules were able to reestablish their zones and get out to where they needed to be. Handful of missed threes leads to a new opportunity here for the Mules. 3.05 left in the first. LeClaire was hoping for a call. Instead, it's swiped away by Ben Troyer, and Troyer will sky in and dunk for two more. His second bucket from the field Give him seven of Hempfield's nine points in the early stages. And an offensive foul here called on Jeffrey Collado trying to set a pick. 
for his brother. It's a rolling pick. You can't do that. Uh, I know the student section won't say that, but I will. <laughs> Just like uh, the offsides call in the uh, Chiefs game, that one pretty evident as well. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to check down. You got you got to check with the ref to see if you're onside. And he was literally covering up the ball as and diving in, trying to make a play was Deeg. Falling to the floor, he chucks it right into the Muhlenberg student section. Mikey Miller will check back in, take the place of Kantner, who gets his first breather. 2.26 left. Colado looking for some help. Jeffrey will just go into the corner. They'll eye him up. A couple of over-the-head ball fakes. Now looking down low to... The smallest person on the court in LeClaire. Ball gets tipped out of bounds. It'll stay with the Mules. Not very often that we're going to see uh, LeClaire post up yeah. in this offense. <laughs> He's five foot nine. Yeah, one of the smaller guys on the court. Not an awful lot of size here for the Mules. Miller. Stops, pops in the lane. Wow. Dude, it is 7.47 at night, but the bank is still open for Mikey Miller. Yes, sir. His second bucket extends the lead back to four. I know that we have extended Christmas hours, but they don't apply to banking. You yeah. know that for a fact. Left-handed hook there by Axe drops. Cuts the lead in half again. 13-11, to 11, Muhlenberg leading. Archie probably swipes the pass. That was meant for Collado, but no harm there. Jeffrey to Alex into the left corner for Mikey Miller. And we're going to have Jeffrey Collado called for another personal. Can't go through the back of your defender, and he did that to Axe, and he'll be called for another personal foul. Yeah. He Look. has two. Killens has two. We'll see what Flowers decides to do here, and... We'll get a substitution here as Matthew Marte will check in, the 6'3 junior. Well, when we talked to Flowers earlier during that preseason podcast, he did say that they can roll 10 deep, and that'll be put to the test here early on with two players in foul trouble. Yeah. Enfield over to Ben Troyer, and... Ends up catching LeClaire on the rip through. So that is the fifth team foul. Shooting two at the line will be Ben Troyer. His third trip where he is four, uh, sorry, three out of four. And the first quarter here stops the clock with 104 left in the first. I don't like making this a habit. It seems like they're trying to make this a habit. I don't like this habit. I think we need to try and change this habit, kind of just do something about it. I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of the rule change. I think that, uh, I don't know. It's much easier for me as a broadcaster, certainly, to not need to uh, remember all sorts of different rules across <laughs> pro, college, and high school. Yeah. It was hard enough just remembering the uh, the timing being different. And then college, obviously, you go to halves. Mm -hmm. uh, but college is the, you know, seven fouls in the first half. Gets you into the bonus. Ten gets you to the double bonus. Used to be the same here in PIAA. Now it's five fouls 
per quarter gets you two at the stripe. Ah. So it has led to a few more opportunities as driving in is Collado. He's hacked, hits the deck. He'll be picked up off the hardwood by his teammates and stroll to the line to shoot two. And he was able to get around his defender, able to hop step right over him and try and put one up. And there's two people there trying to swat him, and he draws the foul. Gable called for his second personal. The Mules had a 7-2 lead at one point. Since then, 11-6. Hempfield outscoring. Spencer Troyer will check back in. He'll take the place of Gable, who has two fouls. Wayworth still in the game. Axe still in the game. Ben Troyer, Deeg are all in there for the Black Knights. Colado hits the first, misses the second. But Muhlenberg, an offensive rebound there. Nice job by Marte. A three by Collado. Well, he was quiet, wasn't he? He was. At four points point. on one trip down the floor. Not bad. Not bad at all. Hempfield down by four once again. They'll pick up their dribble, finally work it outside. Standing over top of the Muhlenberg M is Ben Troyer. They may just hold for one here, 20 seconds left. Ben Troyer, big pump fake, driving in, fouled in route. Won't get the bucket, but we'll get two more at the charity stripe. Shots number <laughs> seven and eight here in just the first quarter. He averages about 13 and a third trips to the line, and we're already at eight. Yeah. Long game upcoming. It's going to be a long game. If Something it's... tells me I lied to my wife when I told her we get out of here by nine like we did against Palmyra. Uh, yeah. First one no good by Troyer. She might not be happy with you. Killens and Kantner checking back in. Well, that was just by virtue. You remember that game last week that there were virtually no stoppages in that second half. It just rolled right through. Oh, yeah. There were uh, no – I mean, there were fouls. But none that sent anybody to the line. There were virtually no foul shot attempts until the fourth quarter, and we just kept rolling right through as Troyer hits one and two. Third straight possession, and he's uh, gone to the charity stripe and hit one of two. Dribble handoff is stolen away. Some lazy ball handling there, trying to hand it off to Miller. And it looks like they'll get away with it as Deeg called for, I believe, the personal foul. They haven't put it up on the board. That would be foul number four. Well, maybe it wasn't. Might have been just too many steps by Deeg in that case. Into the backcourt goes Collado. Two seconds left. Collado driving in. Well, even if it went, it didn't go. He'll be upset with himself, but the Mules shouldn't be all that upset. They lead by three after one quarter of play. 17-14, your score after one. More to come when we return here on the Mule Sports Network.
For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. 17-14 after one quarter of play. A fresh eight minutes put up on the board. That first half was a back and forth, though. Both Certainly sides was. Of the ball. Yeah, Muhlenberg went up 7-2, ended up coming back. Hempfield tied it, but they never took the lead against Muhlenberg. Mules have always been able to keep them, I won't say at arm's length, but maybe a finger's length. Mm-hmm. As the uh, lead has mostly stuck at four or somewhere less than. The highest it's gotten was that 7-2 lead by the Mules. They'll look down low. Wayworth turnaround in the lane. No good. Offensive board and put back. Count it for Ben Troyer. His third from the field. He had nine in the first. Now with 11. Pull up jumper by Collado. No good. Deeg tips it up to himself and grabs the rebound. We'll get it into the hands of Troyer. He'll have LeClaire guarding him, a serious size advantage there. And finally, they get the pick and the switch. Miller now back on Troyer. They'll look down to the low post and an offensive foul. Spencer Troyer lowering the, uh, the shoulder down in the lane, and you cannot do that. You're correct. Muhlenberg student section. He's trying to match that intensity on offense. It's just, like they said, you can't do that. Troyer, his second personal, first of the second quarter. They'll swing it around. Miller looking left baseline, pulls up. They'll end up swinging it around. Kantner a three, no good. Wide good open look. look. Yeah, wide open look for Jaden Kantner. Lead sits at one for the Mules. 6.30 left to play here in the first half. They'll drop it down low, and Muhlenberg, their first lead of the game, by my estimation. A quick 4-0 spurt here to open, and we're back underway. Shot up and no good. It hits the top of the backboard again. Drew LeClaire had an open look there. It's just bounces high and goes over the backboard. They most certainly did. That was Spencer Troyer down low, laying it up and in. I'm trying to read the uh, chicken scratch of the, uh, you know, Eagle reporter next to me, and I can't read it, so. <laughs> Lucky to pull out a 40 from mm. that. Muhlenberg once again trying to show that they go deeper than usual. Another three put up. Yeah, that was Wayworth with his first bucket. Steal at one end, goes back to the other. LeClaire will tangle with 
Ben Troyer and Troyer his first trip to the stripe here in the second quarter. Oh, when he goes to shoot. To make it a 7-0 run here for Hempfield. Matt Flowers will look to get things under control here talking to one of his senior leaders in LeClaire. They also have Jules Martinez in for the first time. First one's good by Troyer. Looks like he's in the marching band. Keeps putting that leg up every time he dribbles. <laughs> hey, that's his that's his free throw routine. What are you gonna say? If it works, it works. Also scratches the back of his neck with the basketball once. Mm -hmm. Second one is good. First time Troyer has hit both at the stripe since his first go around. Now 23-17, make it a 9-0 spurt here for Hempfield. Are we putting that pressure back on the Mules? Let's see how they can handle that pressure putting back on themselves. Going more to a 2-1-2 zone here as they'll drop it down low. Finding two is Kyle Archie, his first bucket here of the second. First bucket for really any Mule in the first three minutes of the second. Finally snaps that 9-0 run. Well, it was a good bucket. Kyle Archie was able to get inside the paint. He was able to put it up. Yeah, that 2-1-2 zone, you don't see it very often as Jules Martinez swiping down and catching Hayworth. Or sorry, Wayworth. He's not Rita. <laughs> He's Camden Wayworth. And an offensive foul called here, and I believe that it's going to be on Gable, and if so, that's his third. And you betcha. Man, Gable is, I uh, can't remember the kid's name from last week with Paul Myra, but he is suffering the same fate as that oh, kid. Oh, yes. Do you remember their uh, numbers yes. here? Lozer. Yes, It was Lozer, Lozer who, uh, who came in, picked up two quick fouls, ended up checking out, checked back in in the second quarter, picked up a third foul, got subbed out as a three by Collado grazes the front part of the rim. Back come to the Knights. Went into the second half. Picked up his fourth foul starting the second half, took a seat, came in the fourth quarter, picked up his fifth. Yeah. <laughs> so don't yeah. let the door hit you award goes to him, and soon might be for Gable here this evening with his third. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, if you get that bad luck, especially in basketball, basketball is unforgiving. You're going to keep going with it. If you think you're going to happen once, it's going to happen a couple more times. They have Collado with his second foul on that one. I had him with three, but I'm not going to complain. They're doubling up here in the corner. Ball stripped away. Back comes LeClaire. LeClaire has that poked away as well. Deeg sneaking up behind him. First it was the Muhlenberg double team trapping in that far corner, causing the turnover. Back the other way. Wow, nice move there. Pass went around the waist. Ended up finding Spencer Troyer down on the low block. He's got six. And an offensive foul called by the Mules. Or sorry, a turnover for the Mules, I should say. So they stepped on the sideline. Looking rough early. The six-point margin, the largest for either side here in the first half. 25-19. Hempfield 
One of these days they're going to get burned picking up their dribble behind the three-point arc. I'll anxiously be awaiting that. And, well, there it was. Didn't have to wait too long, did I? As Ben Troyer picked up his dribble at the top of the arc, tries to Shohei Otani that one down to the low post and ends up slamming it off the wall. Yeah, I mean, he just, he rocketed that. He thought his layer was <laughs> cutting and he just threw that thing. Well, Ben Troyer, not the $70 million man, that's for darn sure. Don't even get me started on that's that. That's all right. Most of it's coming after he retires. So. Oh, yeah. Mikey Miller down on the low post, hanging amongst the trees and getting to his first bucket of the second quarter as well, giving six. Miller trying to keep pace with Deeg. He'll kick it out. And a wide-open shot there by Spencer Troyer, and he airballed that one. Muhlenberg up ahead. Leclerc to Miller, out to Collado. Collado. Stepping in, that one in and out. And Hempfield will take a timeout. The full variety here with a four-point advantage, 25-21, 250 left, and we will take a timeout as well. It'll be Hempfield basketball when we return here on the Mule Sports Network. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. 250. I'll try that again. 250 left to play. Now I can kind of hear myself. 25-21. Muhlenberg now coming out in a four-court press as that was Jules Martinez poking it away. It'll stay with the Black Knights. We did not see a lot of Jules Martinez in the first two games. We did not, but much like the wind, it doesn't mean he's not there. Exactly. Hempfield looking to extend this lead beyond four. Good passing there, stepping in is Deeg. Deeg a three, misses short. And we're gonna have a hack down here on Hempfield. And if that's on Spencer Troyer, that's his third. And it is. So now you got a handful of players here for Hempfield with three fouls. Both of them currently in the game in Gable and Troyer. I mean, you said we were having fouls no. early with Killens and everything, and now it's starting to reverse. Well, now they're both on the bench. Yeah. They will have to dig deep into their bench as well. They went about eight or nine deep against West York in their 
lone victory as Archie driving in, throws up a tough shot, no good. Miller, the offensive board, ends up throwing it away from the low block. Deeg snatches it. Now he'll work against Collado. Deeg driving right, kicking out. Wide open three here. Stepping back is Ben Troyer. That one off the mark. Back the to the low post. And a hack and a foul. I mean, hey, it's not the guy we've been making a habit of. I'm not going to say his name so he doesn't doesn't come around. But Yeah, he's basically like Beetlejuice. Say it three times, he'll end up at the free throw line. Exactly. So I'm trying to avoid saying it. Whaley at the stripe. Here's first trip. Misses the first. Lining up the second. That one also off the mark. So no harm, no foul across the board there for the Mules. Archie with the board. Checking in is Julian Zabala as well. Foul on the court. It will be the fault of Whaley who picks up his first foul. Miller to the line. His first trip there this evening. Muhlenberg, 2-3 as a team. The plan has definitely changed from the last games that we've seen. Uh, they're starting to get inside a little bit more, trying to get that inside pass, getting that post play. Uh, before, we saw those mid-range shots, those three-pointers trying to fall for them, but now here they're just trying to pound it inside and get those points. Miller, believe it or not, through the first four games, this is his first trip to the charity stripe. You want to talk about small sample size. Yeah. Thousand percent from the line is Mikey Miller as he hits both. I mean, Mikey Miller was 55% last, week, last <laughs> year, so. Deeg looking to break down LeClaire. Driving right. Picks up his dribble, and you're going to have a walk. Absolutely. He picked up his dribble a step too early. Slid off that pivot foot. Zabala inbounds to Miller. Once again, that 2-1-2 zone as Miller. Nice little drop-off pass, swatted away. And Martinez thought that he was all by his lonesome, and then uh, Ben Troyer came up, and, well, it would have been about the third row if there were people sitting there. Yep. Zabala once again underneath. LeClaire not open, and still he'll get it into Archie. Archie thought that he had contact, misses, tries to put it back up again, and called for the personal is, we'll wait for the call here. As it'll be number 34. It'll be Axe picking up his first foul. So that will be the fifth of the quarter. So anything for the last 103 will be in the bonus for Muhlenberg. Archie to the stripe where he is 12 of 21. He is the most prolific mule at getting to the stripe. Yeah. Nearly doubling up Killens, who has 12 trips to the line. Make it 13 after his and one earlier today. I mean, we can definitely say Kyle Archie doesn't have a uh, sample size when it comes to going to the free throw line. He was there for 53 times last year, made 33 of them. That puts him at 62%. So it's not a bad shooting percentage from there. Archie could have tied the game, misses both. Man, let me tell you, Wayworth went up. 
missed everything, got his own rebound, and fouled going back with it. This is a tough play to give up. The foul is on Archie. That'll be his first. Muhlenberg with just Alex Collado in foul trouble. He is three. Gable and Spencer Troy are both with three for the Black Knights, as the first one by Wayworth is good. Wayworth now with four. Wayworth, his first trip to the charity stripe this year as well. It's one of two. 45 seconds left here, 26-23. Muhlenberg trailing by a triple, and Zabala trying to even the score there. That one, I swear it hit the bottom of the net and bounced back out. Loose ball here on the rebound will stay with the Mules. Looks good going up. 37 points. Well, looked good halfway through the bucket, too. And then it just rolled right out. Again, Mules can hold for one. There is no shot clock here in high school. I've literally watched Elko take the air out of the ball for two minutes Jeez. in what is riveting basketball as Miller unfinished business for him at one end and Hempfield throwing it away at the other as Whaley uh, needed to hit the turbo button to catch that one. I mean, they tried to get that fast break. It's just that the ball was thrown a little bit too far and he just couldn't get it under control. They will go back to the starters here for what could be the final offensive possession of the first half. A chance to tie it up here, trailing by three. Kantner back in, Collado back in, working with Miller and Killens. Ball loose on the floor. Mikey Miller able to corral it. Gets it up to Archie, now trying to work it around. Back to Collado. 13 seconds left. Eyeing it up, they'll pull it out. Kantner will dribble it away here. Five seconds remaining. Got to get a move on here. Gets a screen from Miller going up with it. Draws the contact. He'll go to the line shooting two with 1.7 seconds left here in the first half. It really looked like they were trying to stretch that out to get to the line right when it was at, like, point two because Coach was yelling uh, he something. Didn't, yeah, he didn't go until there was five, six seconds left. Normally, it's like in that seven to eight. You're not going to argue too much. Yeah. Gets to the line and hits the first. Kantner, seven of eight from the stripe here this Season through the first four games. Ah, there's a Jacob Voracek jersey. I guess that's better than Mike Richards or Jeff Carter. Different times for the Flyers as Kantner hits both. He now has four. That one will be both short and off the mark. And if I was keeping track, uh, Ben Troyer, I would count that as a, as a shot. <laughs> no freebies here. With 26, 25, let me tell you, they made an attempt here, a 6-1 to one run, closed the gap. It was as many as six. It was 25-19 in Muhlenberg. Nice stretch there to polish off the first quarter of play. We'll take a break. Pay some love to sponsors. Maybe hear some, uh, I don't know if you have Christmas music on there. Not yet. I was, I was asking for Wizard, and you don't have it, so. Not yet. I gotta make the playlist. I gotta get it all together. I just got I just got word of it tonight, so I mean it is December, so Yeah, but I didn't know got, Christmas music would be okay you got, for you the You got less than two weeks, my dude. Yeah. Less than two weeks. So a 26, 25, 
your score after 16 minutes of play here in the first half. More to come when we return on the Mule Sports Network. Catch your breath because I won't slow down. I'm going to kick it up instead. Because I know what.
Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full service painting like Lancaster Full Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. It's 4 a.m., Monday and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. My mom has taken up going to the park to practice yoga. My dad's going to a club, but not a book club, a salsa club. Finding new hobbies comes with age. My mom has started getting lost and not knowing where she's going. Becoming lost or disoriented doesn't. Confusion with time or place may be a sign of Alzheimer's. An early diagnosis can help improve the quality of life for your loved one. Learn the warning signs of Alzheimer's at 10signs.org. Brought to you by the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. 26, 25. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to double check with Jerry. I can hear everything else just fine, but I cannot hear myself, which is troubling. Mm. I do not know. I don't know either. I have to figure that out at some point in time. I will have to look at that. Hang on. Is it? It's not phantom power. No, it shouldn't be. We'll figure that out. Yeah, I'll figure it out later. We'll get it. At some point in time, I'll actually be able to hear myself better. But as for now, a one-point deficit for Muhlenberg. They were leading 17-14 at the end of one, and then a 9-0 Hempfield run snatched that away, took a six-point lead. That was as many as it grew by. Uh, for Hempfield, and then a 6-1 to spurt by Muhlenberg to end the second quarter. Pulled them back to within one. Hempfield led by who other than Ben Troyer, 14 points, basically as expected and right on his average, and that fixed whatever the problem was. Got it. There you go. Now I can hear myself. I was like, there's no possible way people can hear me at home. Oh, yeah. If I can't hear myself. No. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Ben Troyer... Basically half of his average, 14 points in the first half. Axe with two, Spencer Troyer with six, and Wayworth with four off the bench. Meanwhile, for Muhlenberg, it's all five starters hitting the stat sheet as Cantor with four, Archie with six, Miller with eight, Killens with three, and Collado with four points, but also three fouls as Killens! Nice find there by Archie. And Killens an easy two to get things started here. Muhlenberg retakes the lead. That was a good play. They slowed it down a little bit, saw who the matchups were, and got it to the mismatch. It's a great play. Killens with five. And Archie, all sorts of jacked up on Mountain Dew, nearly comes away with the steal. I mean, Archie is one of those players, if he's going to get to the ball as much as he possibly can. Uh, They have trust in him to put the ball in his hands, and he takes that trust. First offense, offensive possession here for Hempfield. Looking to go down low. Troyer trying to draw that foul. Left side of the bucket, but leaning all the way in with his right. And a blocking foul called at the other end as Miller bumped into Deeg, who will get his first personal foul. I mean, they were trying to get that fast break, and Mikey Miller's trying to Eurostep around that defender and try and put it up. I mean, that's what happens. Miller, confident here this evening, eight points in the first half. Kantner underneath. For some help, he finds Archie on the wing. Archie driving in, tough floater with the right, no good. Still diving after the ball. Lucky he wasn't called for a personal there on the loose ball. Nice move there by Deegan, then the right-handed floater left hanging on the doorstep, but let me tell you, Axe was right there to clean up the mess, his second bucket for four. Yeah, that's what happens when you let him inside. It didn't look like there were any mules inside the paint waiting for that rebound. Foul here on the other end against the Black Knights. It'll be against Axe. That'll be his second foul of the contest. Back-to-back quick fouls here for Hempfield. We'll send Killens to the line. Killens, one of one. 
And Killen just shooting 58% from the free throw line this year, se uh, seven for 12. So, I mean, that's not that's you not do, bad at all. You do the uh, seven for 12 in your head or, oh, the, no, of course not. There it is on Brooks. <laughs> of course I have it up. Come on now. <laughs> I wish I would have kept but it in my head. Killen's now, if you can do nine out of 14, make it 10 out of 15, that should be easier for you as he hits both. 66.6666666% shooting from the charity stripe now for Killens. Oh. Come on, man. It's two-thirds. Yeah, it is two-thirds. You're completely correct. Pointing out is Deeg. Right to the left of the big M at midcourt. Now he'll step over top of it. Restarting the half-court offense. I think everybody was going to get a touch there, but a case of butterfingers from Gable turns the ball over. I did notice that the mule shifted from that 2-3 to that 3 up top and 2 down low. Yeah, it felt like more of a quasi 2-1-2 because there was somebody sitting squarely in the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that box. They get it to Killens. Killens, a little pump fake. Crossover to his right. Puts it up. Don't count it. And they're going to say the ball... The foul is on the floor. I don't know. That seemed pretty bang, bang. But on the bright side, we now have a third Hempfield player in foul trouble as Axe picks up his second foul in the quarter. I mean, we're not even barely two minutes in as Archie has it swiped away. Yeah. That was swiped by Troyer the Younger. And Archie. Back at the other end, ends up stripping it. Nice block by him, and we're going to have a foul called as Archie down on the court. And if it's on Axe, good Lord. His third foul of the quarter in all of about 2 minutes and 26 seconds. He now has four, and, uh, well, he's not staying in his ball game as Wayworth will check back in. One more. One Man. more. That's he tough. Foul trouble that we've been seeing here in the early goings of the season. Be forewarned, somebody is going to foul out of this game. Oh, yeah. Lozer did last game, picked up his fifth. I mean, that's what happens when you're playing this high-intense offense, defense when it comes to Muhlenberg. They always want that intensity, and if you're going to make that mistake, they're going to capitalize off of it. Collado inbounding to Archie, and they'll swing it. Try to swing it back around to Collado. Leclerc's pass is picked off by Deegan. Trying to slow him down. Leclerc will be called for the personal. It is not a clear path foul. It will just be on the floor. For Leclerc, that'll be his second. Or they have it as his third. So now Collado and Leclerc both with three fouls. Next one will probably uh, take a seat on the pine. Mm -hmm. Next to Rick Perez. You got both of, got both Rob, uh, not Rob, sorry. Uh, Flowers and Perez both standing, shouting out, barking out orders. A three put up. That one too strong by Deeg. Leclerc, again, the smallest person on the court, coming away with the board. Ahead to Miller. Miller has it stripped from behind. Leclerc got a piece of it, ends up bouncing it off of Gable. It goes out of bounds, belongs to the Mules, just as they drew it up. That, sure, we can call it just drawing that up. I'm pretty sure. 
pretty sure. <laughs> Collado looking for help, finds Leclerc. Collado, the bounce pass actually hit the end line from Leclerc. And they'll turn the ball over. That's a tough pass, trying to get it inside to Collado, like you said. It's just he tried to get it around a defender, and it's such a tight space that it has to be a pitch-perfect pass right in that window, and he just couldn't get it there. Listen, Muhlenberg has an opportunity here just three minutes into this quarter, not even halfway through. They've already drawn four fouls on the Black Knights. Killen's getting a piece of that one, nearly swiping it. And we're going to have a traveling violation called on Wayworth as Wayworth entered a trap, started falling off to the side, and shuffled his feet. But you yeah, know what I'm going to say. You can't do that. You can't do that. But the Mules, well coached here. Don't be surprised if they try to get it down low, draw that fifth personal foul, and go to the charity stripe the rest of the way here in the third. That's what I keep begging teams to do. You see that you have four fouls. Get somebody in the paint. Let's get a foul drawn as Collado driving in, draws contact. That one won't go. Gable the board. Leclerc trying to draw the foul. He won't get it. Now trying to get the swipe at the other end. That one goes off the foot of Archie inadvertently. Nothing called there. Back at the other end. Killens is swatted away by Spencer Troyer. Killens didn't feel that pressure at all from behind, and instead Troyer created a crater in the hardwood. That was a big block, as they say. Yeah, that's a big boy block. Matumbo is here. He'd be wagging his finger at it. Up top to Mikey Miller. Outside the three-point arc to Collado. Collado looking for a screen from Killens. He'll get it to his left. Killens peels off of it, has it, the pass go off of his hands, and they're going to say that it went off of Deeg instead. Deeg is, or sorry, no, that's Wayworth who was beside himself, and now they will reverse the call. It wasn't the uh, near side referee. It was actually the far side referee who reversed it. Jeffrey Collado will check in. And he will enter for Alex. So the brothers swapping places here. Troyer looking for help. Makes his way across midcourt, getting a pass into Deeg. Wayworth looking for some help. Not much doing here for the Hempfield offense to start. So they get it to Troyer, and the Mules immediately flashing zone. As they've now broken out what looks to be a 3-2 zone. You got Collado and Archie down low. Killens, Leclerc, and Miller up top. Throwing out a different look than Hempfield's seen all contest here. And looking to shake things up here in a stagnant third quarter. Hempfield yeah. with just one bucket. Muhlenberg with just one bucket from the floor, four points overall. That has been a slow third. Archie ends up tying up Gable. They will stay with the Black Knights. Black Knights just four losses last year. Looking not to uh, pick up their third here on the road. Again, a much different team than last year. The Black Knights have always been in it. And it looks like Jeffrey Collado called for the personal foul. Mm -hmm. 
Black Knights just four losses last year, graduated five of their top six players. They were left with Ben Troyer, averaging nearly 29 a game. That one. Somehow loose ball corralled by Whaley fresh into the game. He had a cup of coffee in the first half and a three put up by Ben Troyer. And finally, finally something happening here for Hempfield. Ball back the other way now. They get it ahead to Ben Troyer, gets two more. What did I say about this one being a dud of a third quarter? Five quick points for Hempfield. Mules struggling with it. Miller near midcourt. Needs to pick it up and just chuck it off of Troyer. And it goes all the way back down the court. As the Mules will basically restart here. 2.19 left in the third. It's just tough on the offensive end there. Hemfield has come down to clamp down now. It's And that's you got to figure out a way to score past that. Colado looking down to that left block for Killens. Killens draws the personal foul. Blocking foul, but it won't matter because that is foul number five on Hempfield, and to the line go the Mules. That foul was on Spencer Troyer. That'll be his fourth foul, matching Axe, who picked up three here in the third. Yeah, those two are going to have to uh, tiptoe around the paint. Wayworth will re-enter for him. Killens, strong night from the stripe, three of three here. So he looks for four and five. Trailing by four, he can cut the lead in half with two made. Naturally, I had to say that. So the announcer's curse caught him. Yeah. This is the first. A statistician will tell you that he's reverting to the mean. This <laughs> Killens, a... Mm. Well, before that, a 66% free throw shooter. Mm -hmm. Misses both. Yeah. Go ahead. Reverting to the mean would be exactly it. A 58% yeah. free throw shooter entering tonight's contest. Now shooting 60% here this evening. That three left short. They try to get it back into the corner again. It's tipped away by the Mules. It'll stay with the Black Knights. 152 remaining here in the third. The Mules look a little tired. They look like that intensity is not there as much right now. They're missing Collado. They're missing LeClaire. And, yeah, just not an awful lot of spark with Marte back into the contest. And we'll have a 30 – it looks like a full timeout here, so let's take a full timeout as well. 152 remaining here in the third. Four-point margin as Hempfield currently leading the Mules, but more to come here on the Mule Sports Network. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Back here, 152 left here in the third. Four-point margin for Hempfield. They will start with the ball here, fresh out of the timeout. 
Looking down low, that one kicked by Marte. It'll stay underneath. Jules Martinez also flashing into the game. Pull-up jumper by Troyer, no good. Gets his own board there on the right block. Going back up with it, and man, all Kyle Archie can do is throw his arms up into the air, and Troyer now with 21. He was quiet, wasn't he? Driving in is Killens, and Killens will go back to the stripe. And he's good, really going to the line tonight. Good aggressive move by him. It'll be free throw attempts number six and seven this evening. As now Gable called for his fourth foul. Gable, Axe, Spencer Troyer, all with four fouls in this contest as Killens hits the first. Jeez. Killens now with eight. Let's see. Ah, he just hits his average for this year. 8.3 points a game. Killens hits both. Nice. Now above the mean. <laughs> 130 left here. In the third quarter. Still a four-point margin. Seems to be where that margin has stuck for really either side. Yeah. Four-point margin. Certainly the most popular margin this evening. Killen's drawn all the way out. He has to contend with Troyer. And a foul called on Martinez. Called for the hand check. That'll be his first. That's a tough foul to give up. Sorry, they'll say that is his second, actually. Team's third. Hempfield. Starts in their own backcourt. Not winding their way out. Troyer stops. Looking at a three. That one's left short. Trying to draw the foul on Miller. Not going to get it. Nice find there, but Whaley ends up getting blocked by the underside of the rim. Back comes Killens. Killens offensive foul. Wow. Give credit there to it looks like Deeg, who is standing his ground. It wouldn't have counted in the NBA. He would have been in the circle, but in high school, doesn't exist. Offensive foul on Killens. Killens his third. He will check out. Collado will look to check back in here for the remainder of the third if he gets a chance. Dropping it off on the doorstep and left. With unfinished business was Gable, a night to forget for him, unfortunately. Four fouls, zero points. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a night to forget for a couple of these players with four fouls, so. Hempfield retains possession here, 30.6 remaining in the third. Trying to force it down low. Somehow it makes its way back out to Deeg, who was the inbounder. He'll try to shake and bake LeClaire. Ends up coughing it up to Troyer. Troyer, serious size advantage, about seven inches on LeClaire. Tries driving down, now dips in. That one, no good. Put back, though, by Wayworth. Count that one. He now has six, and the lead sits at six, the largest of the game for Hempfield. Miller loses the handle, trying to jump in, and we're going to have a travel called on Hempfield as well. Deeg 
coughs it up as soon as he got the basketball in his grasp. Stops the clock with 1.8. Muhlenberg will have a chance here. We'll see what they decide to pull out of their bag of tricks. Less than two seconds left. Thinking about Leclerc. Leclerc, nowhere to go. Turnaround three. That one's going to be off to the left. No good. And, well, it was a slow start to this one. Picked up a little bit, but Muhlenberg just six points there in the third quarter. And that five-point margin as Hempfield with 11 has turned the tide. Man, we had a one-point advantage. And just like that, ended up losing it. And it's an 11-4 run to finish off the third quarter. We'll put Hempfield back on top by six. Let's take a quick break. When we return, fourth quarter action here in Laureldale on the Mule Sports Network. It's late, it's late. We got to get on home. It's late, it's late. We've been gone too long. Too bad, too bad. We should have checked our time. Can't phone. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the in thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Fresh eight minutes up on the board. Muhlenberg, not their best outing here, but playing a very tough competitive squad in Hempfield. Even though they started this year one and two, you can't count them out. Like I said, a four-loss season last year. So they're the real deal, regardless of whether they graduated five seniors or not last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've shown that they can run that depth still, Uh, especially with, like you said, those five seniors graduating. They still have those players that are able to fill those slots that they need to fill. Troyer called for his second. Killens, three attempt, no good. And... Archie nearly coming away with the offensive board going up and over the top, but not going to get it. Hempfield moving everyone out well beyond that three-point arc, forcing Muhlenberg to really spread on defense. Going back to -to man-to-man are the Mules. So you have to put pressure on them to keep moving the ball around. Otherwise, they could just sit here and sit on it for seven minutes, Oh yeah. theoretically. That one goes off Archie's knee ahead to LeClaire. LeClaire, unfinished business for him, too. Killens had the offensive board, had it ripped out of his mitts. He hits the deck. Hempfield back the other way. Collado blows right past Deeg, who gets his first bucket of the entire evening. And the lead now at its largest for Muhlenberg at eight, or sorry, for Hempfield at eight, 39-31. Killens. Curious what they're saying here. I'm not sure if it's blood on his jersey or if he just needs to take a breather there. 
39-31. Quite the stretch here for Hempfield. And it's really just been Muhlenberg stagnant on offense. Kind of hard to believe after what they put up earlier this weekend. And Killens driving in, gets to his third bucket from the field. The other way, traveling violation called on Ben Troyer. Trying to get across midcourt, ends up hitting the deck. Called for the travel. 6.17 left. Momentum's teetering. Well, you get Muhlenberg a good bucket here, and I think that you can hopefully start to shift some of that momentum back your direction. Yeah. Millenberg going from left to right in front of us here as Killens driving in. Return to sender. Plays Ben Troyer as he swats it over the end line. Killens tried to get inside, tried to get around him. It's just, like you said, that length. They, they just can't compete. Some of it's the length, and some of it is Killen. That is a very tough bucket trying to go up and under because your momentum is dragging you towards the baseline and you're fading away. So you're not having a real strong attempt going up with that. And when you're fading away, it makes it all that much easier for somebody who is six foot four, like Ben Troyer, tallest person on the court right now, to use that length to his advantage. Collado, double driving baseline. How in Ow. the world did he find space? He and slipped that one in. An impressive drive by Collado, who really needs to get going here. And that's a lot of the Muhlenberg offense Stagnating based on his evening. He now has six. His first bucket of the second half. Honestly, his first buckets since the entire first quarter. As that one dropped in by Spencer Troyer. Lead back to six. Turnover here for the Mules. Hempfield should be in really no particular hurry, holding court, leading by six. LeClaire forcing the issue. Three-on-one opportunity here for Muhlenberg as Mikey Miller has it stripped away. Deeg the other end. They'll look to move it around in a wide-open bucket by Wayworth. He now has eight. Hempfield leading by eight. So we're on the seesaw here, kick ball. We'll stay with the mules. Alex Collado preaching to Mikey Miller, hey, hey, let's calm the Jets. Slow it down a little bit. We need to have good offensive possessions here, and nearly chucking it away is not helping the mule cause. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was a three-on-one. He tried to take that bucket. I mean, Collado down low. Counted and one. Killens, two more for him. Nice feed there from Alex Collado. And, hey, if your shot's not going to be falling for you, you better be doing some other stuff well in the court. And that time, using that court vision, finding Killens for a bucket and one. That's a huge play because, like you said, that next bucket for Muhlenberg could carry that momentum. And once that momentum keeps going, we've seen it with this team. Once they finally get that momentum, soon enough they'll start to drive in more and that confidence will come back. Killens looking for point number 11 here of the second half. You betcha. A three-point play there. Trims the lead back to five. LeClaire nearly coming away with the swipe. Instead, it'll go out of bounds. Hempfield 
likely starting to feel the tide shift just a little bit. It will be a full timeout for the Black Knights, and we will take one as well. 419 remaining here, 43-38. Muhlenberg on the come track, come back trail. There we go. Yeah, come track trail. Comeback trail here in the fourth quarter. Trailing by five. More to come on the Mule Sports Network. For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. Now back to the game on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in Laureldale, Mule and Burke trailing by five on the comeback trail. That time I got it right. Yep. Thank God I don't do this for a living. <laughs> Hempfield up by five. Miller. Absolutely hounding Deeg. He has to cough it up. Step back three by Wayworth is no good. Offensive rebound, though. Man, there were two mules in the area. Instead, it's Spencer Troyer with two more. He's now in double figures with 10. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough. You got to get those rebounds. That's one thing that you're taught. And Killens, right corner to Collado, no good. LeClaire somehow snatching that wow. offensive board. Killens out to LeClaire. LeClaire has it swatted away by Troyer the Younger. Ben looking for some help out of the backcourt. Finds it in Deeg. Moving ahead, another three launched by Wayworth. Not gun shy there as Archie struggling to keep it in his possession. Ends up tipping it ahead to LeClaire. Collado dives in, gets the foul call on Troyer. For Troyer, that'll be his third. And for Alex Collado, yeah, you have to get him started somehow. This will be his second trip to the line. He was one of two. Looking for .7 and 8 here. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is normally in the 20s, mm -hmm. uh, has been for three out of the first four games this season. The student section trying to sprinkle some magic dust on him here. I mean, it's the burst. Once Alex Collado gets going, I think this is, game is a little bit different. It's just once he gets those motors running and getting those shots to land and everything, he, he's been passing the ball really well tonight with the vision, like you said earlier. Well, hopefully he gets to bookend all of this. He had four points in the first quarter. He now has four points in the fourth, but nothing in between. A good defense here. LeClaire once again working on Deeg. Deeg will get past him and over midcourt. They've really found something. He's kind of a gnat here. His good rotation causes the turnover. Archie picks it up. Ahead to Collado. Collado. Little hand check there. A lazy foul by Wayworth. That'll be foul number four, I believe. For Wayworth, his first, or sorry, his second. 
And the fourth. And those zero fouls for Muhlenberg, playing really disciplined defense here mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter, and that is certainly helpful when you're trying to make a comeback. Oh, yeah, it is. Killens driving in. Wow. Soft touch by Killens. A new career high, new season high for Killens with 16. Wow. Lead now down to just one possession. The cheerleaders, the student section, all getting into it now. Just over 2.30 left. Bielenberg is led by as many as six in this contest. Ended up coughing up the lead, has trailed by as many as eight. Now down just three at 2.20 left. Collado giving chase to actually both Troyers here. They're going to have to do something. And a wide open look for Spencer Troyer down low. He now has a dozen. Six here in the fourth for Spencer. A turnover for the Mules. Hempfield has it across midcourt, and they can drain some more time off the clock. But just kidding. No, they won't, as Ben Troyer called for his fourth personal with 155 left. How many is that now on them in total? Well, he, got four, he got four players. Just put this in perspective. Seven players have touched the court for Hempfield tonight, and four of them currently have four fouls. Wow. <laughs> That's... So they're going not only short bench, but they're just going to rotate these four foul players back in. They're going to have to. I mean, you got seven. It's not that there aren't other players on the bench. As Collado, a deep three, is off target. Gable the board. So, yeah, Gable back in. He has four fouls. Deeg will cross midcourt and immediately call for the timeout. They'll look over here to the Hempfield coaching staff getting a few extra seconds out of there. And now you get the indication that is a 30-second timeout. This, this Danny. Danny Wall calling for the timeout, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. This game's going back and forth. Uh, it was, from the record, it doesn't show that Hemfield is in that compete, uh, what should I say? Oh, now I'm scatterbrained, obviously, love that. But um, Love that for you. Yeah, uh, Hemfield, their record doesn't show how well of a team they're playing up to. I mean, you're one and two, you've lost two tough games, but... I mean, here they're making it a game. They're making, they're fighting their way through. Even when they were down, they came out and fought. I mean, Walk. Yeah. Speaking of Danny Walk, his 14th season at Hempfield, 29th overall. The man's got. I mean, he's going to hit career win number 400 at some point this year. He can wow. inch a little bit closer with a win here this evening. He had 394 coming in. He sits at 395 with their one and two record. Th 363 victories in the Lebanon Lancaster League. Jeez. Everyone kind of expected, I mean, they literally wrote in Lancaster Online about how sitting in a room full of his peers, everyone kind of expected Hempfield to be down this year. Now they're going to have a chance. I mean, tons of fouls to give for Muhlenberg. They're trying not to give any up. A left-handed attempt, no good. Another offensive board and a foul. You just can't have that happen as right now Muhlenberg being outworked on the glass. And it will send Ben Troyer. He's been quiet. Mm -hmm. Of course, then he was quiet in the third quarter, and then he ripped off seven points in the blink of an eye. Yeah. But Troyer 
and he made it to the line on five separate occasions in the first half. This one, his first of the second. A lot more discipline on him, but he hits the first. Extends the lead to six with 123 left. And you can't Still ignore his talent. He's got a lot of talent. He's able to get to the line. He's able to shoot, for, especially for a bigger guy. Hits both. He's hit it down low. He's hit it outside. Alex Collado gets two. Stops and pops in the lane. So, I mean, it pretty much makes those uh, free throws all for naught there. Mm -hmm. Keeps it a Lead five is point back game. to five, yep. This is a dogfight. 30-second timeout. Troyer will be at York College next year. Wow. Taking on the likes of uh, Catholic and Scranton and everyone else. Actually, I should make sure that I do have my <laughs> colleges correct here. Hang on. I was fairly certain they're a landmark conference. And again, it's been a full year since I've been out of the game here. I mean, you would know better than I would. I probably would. I did have all this stuff memorized at one point in time. That's impressive. Hemfield gets it in, trying to get it ahead. It's tipped. Collado thinking three, drives in, gets two more. Jeffrey, Alex Collado, sorry. He had four points in the first quarter. Now this lead sits back at three again. My uh, old sports information director would call it playing the feud. Playing I don't know if that made sense or not. Playing the feud. I think it was something family feud related. I just went with it when I was in college. I wasn't going to say no to my boss at the time. Yeah. I don't know. They are in the MAC. Sorry, York uh, had joined the MAC conference. <laughs> Listen, that was somewhat recent. They were not in the MAC when I was playing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's funny. York in the Commonwealth Conference. With Widener, Eastern, Hood, Alvernia, Albright, Stevenson, York, and Messiah. So if you like what you see, you'll see him more in Berks County next year. Mm -hmm. As he'll have at least two games here in Berks. Not counting any type of playoff run by either the uh, Alvernia Golden Wolves or the Lions of Albright. Right now it's Widener and Eastern at the top there this year. But Hempfield inbounding it. And, oh, man. I don't know about the, that one. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I was going to say, they are going to give it to Hempfield. Man, let me tell you, the one referee, the far referee, is saying that it belongs yeah. to Muhlenberg, the referee that was on the baseline who – couldn't see it because the Hempfield player was blocking the vision of the ball. Ends up coming back to Muhlenberg. Killen somehow gets it. Just a one-possession game. Muhlenberg out to Killens. Killens driving in down low. Block to Mikey Miller gets it to drop. There we go. One Here we go. Game. Mikey Miller, eight points in the first. His first bucket of the second half. And may I dare say it, no better time for it. 
Oh yeah, it'll be a full timeout taken here by the Mules. Or sorry, it'll be by Hempfield taking the timeout. Walk is going to go out there and try to figure out why they changed the call. And well, I mean, it's as simple as, hey, one referee didn't have the view. He just guessed at it, which, you know, sure, I guess. Uh, but the other referee with a clear view of clearly. I mean, even going from off up of here, Troy. even from up here, it looked like it was going off Troyer with his hand because his hand's up here. We do have a slightly better angle to the side. Exactly. But I, I mean, will say, the referee on the uh, baseline was completely blocked from seeing who that went off of. Yeah. But common sense probably would have told you that it was off of that field. Yeah. It's all right. One-point game here, 50.6 seconds left. Let me tell you, Muhlenberg, all the time in the world, and all the fouls left to give in the world, oh, too. Yeah. They have three fouls to give before we hit the bonus in the fourth. So plenty of opportunities to go for steals, be aggressive, and you don't have to worry about it, and do it here in the backcourt, too. You're not getting the steal. You can foul right away, and they get it all the way down underneath. Putback attempt is no good there by Troyer. It goes out of bounds. It'll stay with the Black Knights. Troyer wasn't sure if he wanted to go up with that one. Made the decision to. Ends up missing, and it doesn't come back to bite Hempfield at all. They'll look to inbound. LeClaire, all five foot nine. They'll look on the low block, and absolutely nobody guarding Axe. His third bucket for six. Once again, back to a three-point game. Collado steps in. That one off the mark. Gable the board. Back come the Black Knights. Foul called on Archie. That one might be a dagger there, Ryan. Well, look. Like I said, now two fouls left to give. Archie just his second. Tons of fouls to give here. You can go for the steal. If you don't get it, that one a little weak as LeClaire called for the personal. LeClaire, that'll be his fourth. Mm -hmm. But again, be aggressive. Go for the steal, and if you don't get it, then use the foul. Exactly. 26 seconds left. You can't be picky and choosy with the fouls here, but if you're going to double up, try to cause some mayhem. Now 20 seconds left. Hempfield gets it across. Two-on-one opportunity. They'll pull it back out. And a blocking foul called on LeClaire. That was the last one to give. And look, if you're going to foul, get, you know, Cause the foul going after the ball. Don't get a blocking foul just being in the way. Yeah. Go for the ball. Mm -hmm. That was the last foul to give. LeClaire will check out. And actually, that was his fifth. So somewhere along the line, I missed one on him. So he will need to take a seat, I believe. And he will as Jules Martinez will look to bring some energy here. 15.9 seconds remaining. Trailing by three are the Mules. Hemfield just looking to get the ball in. Still looking. Finally get it ahead. And, yeah. The they're just going to have to foul Troyer. Troyer will go back to the line now. Where he has only missed twice here this evening. 31 of 40 coming in. And he's going to go to the line. So... Attempts number 13 and 14 here this evening. He is 9 of 11. He fouls on Miller. That's his first and a necessary one, but two at the stripe. Put it back to a two-possession game with just one. It's the first. 
24 for Ben Troyer. Four off his average, almost five off his average. He was held in check in the third quarter for a good long while as he hits both. Back to a five-point game. Again, don't necessarily need a three here, but you can't foul Troyer, that's for darn sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. After this, and more importantly, you need a bucket here. That one knocked out of bounds into the Mules bench. But you need a quick bucket here. It's not, oh, you can take your time. This is a quick bucket. Collado, unfinished business for him. Ball loose on the floor. The foul's going to be on either him or Mikey Miller. I think it's on Miller, and that will just about do it. The foul is indeed on Alex Collado. For Alex, that'll be his fifth. He fouls out and feels like it draws this game to its conclusion with 4.5 seconds remaining. I mean, it was a, it was a fight. It was a dog fight the entire way. Uh, Hemp. Hemfield's record was a little deceiving coming in here uh, one and two, but they came out here and they fought a good game. They got it close. I'll give them that much. Mules had an early lead in the second half, and that was immediately dashed mm -hmm. with a 9-0 Hempfield run that gave them the lead. And like I said, the second half, they took the lead 27-26. By the time it was all said and done, they were trailing by six at the end of the third as Gable hits the first. Gable now will not get the uh, – I can't remember that poor kid's first name. It was just his last name was Loser. He won't get the Loser award as he hits both. He won't have five fouls and be shut out elsewhere on the stat sheet. A three put up by Killens at the end, and that will do it. A seven-point victory. Hempfield comes into Laureldale and rips away a victory from the high-flying Mules, who were feeling pretty good after their win against Williamsport on Saturday, and the offense just did not show up here this evening. They do have 17 points there in the fourth quarter, and it really was just a tale of four quarters they bookended really well, 34 points in the first and fourth quarters. And instead, just eight points in the second, six in the third. And really, eh, that's what ended up doing it. They, you know, ended up, you know, four points there in the second quarter that they wished they had back. Yeah. That, you know, the game swung in that direction. And then uh, a five-point differential in the third. Uh, those nine points really made all the difference here in a seven-point margin. Yeah, they, they really did. And one of the things that kind of was teetering was that turnover game that I talk about all the time, especially with these mules. They, they didn't come out firing right from the get-go that we saw them before. They were a little they were a little lackadaisical. They were a little bit relaxed, and it seems to bite them in the butt late. Let's take a quick timeout. I'll add up all the stats here, and when we come back, we'll uh, recap this one, look ahead to – upcoming schedule and get on out of here so in saying that more to come here on the mule sports network
For the best coverage of high school sports in Berks County, head to MikeDragosports.com. Winter means basketball, and Mike and his crew have it covered like no one else does. Game recaps, stats, team news, player and coach profiles, and analysis. No one does it like Mike. A subscription to MikeDragosports.com for pennies a day makes a great holiday gift for the sports fan on your list. Take advantage of their seven-day free trial. That's MikeDragosports.com for the best sports coverage in Berks. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. Is your house or business looking dingy or need a sprucing up? Be it interior or exterior, Lancaster Full Service Painting is right for your job. Specializing in all methods of painting, from brush and roll to airless spray and HVLP, Lancaster Full Service Painting will deliver a comprehensive premium job at a friendly price. There's no full-service painting like Lancaster Full-Service Painting. Call John at 717-419-8492 or schedule online at LancasterFullServicePainting.com. You're listening to Ryan and Chris on the Mule Sports Network. Back here on the Mule Sports Network, a 55-48 loss here by Muhlenberg in front of their home crowd as... Well, they were invited to watch the Ben Troyer show, and it did not disappoint. He came in averaging just under 29 points a game. They <coughs> held him to 25 below his average. That's a plus. That's a plus. Uh, 25 points for him. And, again, it was really just the middle section of this game yeah. that, that really stung, really, really stung Muhlenberg. Because if not for that, I mean, they played evenly. They were even leading by two uh, if you just compare the first and fourth quarters. But those second and third quarters, I mean, you're talking about a nine-point swing there, and that'll do it. Uh, you know, they did really well against Ben Troyer there in the middle section. He had a quick spurt in the third, largely quiet, uh, but he ends up with 11 points in the second half. They finish off this game six of six from the stripe to seal the deal. Gable with two points. Uh, ben Troyer hitting four of four at the stripe. But, yeah, he ends up with 25. His brother ends up with a dozen. Uh, Whaley... Uh, with nothing, Wayworth with eight off the bench, and then Gable and Deeg both with a bucket apiece. Axe ends up with six as well. And for Muhlenberg, just three players, really, in that second half. Uh, one of them was Mikey Miller, who largely went missing. Uh, he had that fourth-quarter bucket. He finishes with 10. Shermar Killens with a new career and season high with 16 points. He had 13 of them in the second half, as he has really shown to be a strong second-half performer. And Alex Galato, an off night for him. Four points in the first quarter. You're thinking, all right, he's off to his, his usual spot. Uh, he hit a three, hit one or two at the line. You're like, all right, this is how it's going to go. Nothing in the second quarter, nothing in the third quarter, eight in the fourth for Alex Collado. 
And he finishes with a dozen. Archie with six and Kantner with four to round out your scoring for the Mules. I mean, it was a good game. They were, it was a little late. They looked, like we said in the beginning, they looked a little lazy, um, but they came back. All that matters is that intensity that they showed. Uh, and they, they can prove that they're a good team. It's just they have to pick on the little things like not turning over the ball, uh, resetting their zones. Uh, they let how many inside the paint unguarded guys coming off of their zones, and that's that's just tough. That's the small things that you gotta kind of look over and practice and be like, hey, someone needs to realize this, and we need to change something up at some point. It's gonna be a lot of two v ones and three v twos and all of that fun stuff. But I mean, some of the uh, the easy buckets you couldn't even account for with a oh, it was a two v one, like quick passing around one defender. No, it was just somebody blatantly standing wide open underneath the bucket because the two players positioned in his general vicinity. Pay no mind to him. He was he was wide open. So unfortunately, that happened on quite a few occasions here this evening and ultimately led to the, just their second loss here of the season. They do fall to three and two. Hempfield evens their record at two and two. Uh, Hempfield will continue on down the road as they will get their Lancaster Lebanon League schedule started, especially their uh, Section 1 season, as they will play Cedar Crest on the 15th. And, yeah, I mean, they have Cedar Crest, Mannheim Township, uh, a TBA at Henfield for the uh, two days after Christmas. So we'll see if that ah. sticks on their schedule as a non-league game. But, yeah, they get right into the, uh, the thick of things uh, going forward with Cedar Crest. Uh, with Mannheim Township, all of those guys, Penn Manor, uh, McCaskey, Lebanon, they're all going to be on the docket for them, uh, just waiting most of that after the break of the new year as well. Uh, for Muhlenberg, we talked during the girls' broadcast uh, this past week about uh, how frequent we were going to be calling boys' games this week, and it's no joke. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for us. Get a nice little break in between, but... Obviously, we had this evening, and uh, we'll be on the road, not traveling very far, but their next game is at Governor Mifflin. We get to check out their new humble abode. Humble, yeah. Humble abode. Multi-million dollar humble abode. Let's put it that way. No, but we get to go to Mifflin, check out their new digs. That'll be on Thursday evening. We'll be on the air roughly about 7.15, and opening tip slated for just about 7.30. If you squint really hard at your clock, and then we will also be on the air on Saturday. That is against Easton in a non-league matchup. And we will have that for you as well. That one's scheduled for a noon start time. I'm unsure if JV will be uh, playing during the weekend or not. Uh, but we will certainly find out and have that for you on Thursday. Is that, well, quite frankly, so I know when to show up on time. Yeah. <laughs> we had it against Wyo where they uh, – didn't have a JV game, so they're like, hey, we're getting varsity going at 6 o'clock. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the usual 7.30. So it was nice to be able to get home and see my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every now and again, you get weird scheduling quirks that you have to fight through. But, uh, yeah, so Thursday against Governor Mifflin, and then uh, we will be at home again on Saturday as they will play Eastern in a non-league matchup. And then uh, we got to take a – very long break from the boys team. We won't see them again until the new year. We will have, I believe, one more girls game next week, if I'm not mistaken. Two next week. We have at Burke's Catholic, where we get to revisit the Saints. And we will also have Wilson High School. Actually, that one's 
uh, scratched. So we do just have one more game, and it will be next week against Burke's Catholic. So, uh, yeah, three more games coming up here before the new year kicks in, and we'll have them all for you right here on the Mule Sports Network. Anything left, Chris, for tonight's no, contest? I think, I think that was it. It was a good game. Um, it was back and forth. Very oh. tough competition, especially looking at the records between the two. You thought this would be a little bit going one, more the other way than one, but it turned out to be a great game, uh, regardless of a being a fan of either team. It's a great turnout, and I was excited to be here. It was a nice game, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Well, that's nice. At least everyone had fun. And you can't do that. <laughs> 55-48, your final score. Muhlenberg tripped up at home, falling to 2-2 two and two overall. But there's always more basketball just around the corner here. So that will uh, do it for us here in Laureldale. For everyone here, a thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to Jerry for throwing all of this together. Thank you, Muhlenberg, for being gracious hosts. Thank you to all of the fans listening in. And, of course, thank you to, uh, to Chris as well for uh, being on the call with me. But for everyone here, at Muhlenberg High School, that'll do it for us. I'm Ryan Lineweaver. We'll see you Thursday. Thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Boys Basketball on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, the new Birdies Inn, Exeter's best place for entertainment, and Lancaster full-service painting. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gale of Media. Good night.